This is Never Work A Day, the podcast about people who love what they do. Do you feel like you're in the wrong job but don't know what other options you have? Or are you taking your first steps in the world of work but don't know where to start? If so, this is the podcast for you. I'm Sarah Churchlow and each episode I'll interview someone about what they do and why they love it. So listen in, maybe your perfect career could be just an episode away. So my name is uh, Stefan Bulgren and I am a freelance filmmaker, but mostly I'm looking at producing and directing documentaries. Yeah. It's really awesome. It's going to sound amazing to everyone that hears it, but let's just start with what do you love about being a film producer? Well, it comes down to, uh, I guess it's been true to myself and essentially what I've always wanted to do. And when I was younger, um, I found that I had a bit of an obsession and, and uh, with watching films. So back in the day, obviously video shops were still a thing. And on the weekends, I would go to Video Easy, which I'm not sure was in the UK. It was very big in Australia. Is it similar to Blockbuster? Yeah, yeah. Video rental yeah, type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, I'd go there every weekend on my bike, which is just around the corner. And I'd do, they'd have a deal where you get one overnight and five weeklies. Sorry, four weeklies. So I'd have five films that I would just watch over the weekend, every single weekend throughout my primary school years. Yeah. And there was a world, I, I, I loved kind of going into the world of each film. I feel like there was a bit of an escape. It's not like I had an upsetting childhood or anything like that, but just each film was a different world. And I felt that there was a sense of exploration with each one of them. And I just never ended my obsession with films until eventually became filmmaking um so when did that start out it started i mean i went to university um swinburne university studying film there in 2000 uh, mid 2000s i think or thereabouts and um i didn't deal well with being um in the same area or kind of it felt like a bit of a competition with people who were there Mm-hmm. Um, and to begin with, I was intimidated, and I actually didn't last long with that university course at it. What was it that you were studying? It was a Bachelor of Film and Television. Okay. Yeah. So it was yeah. still in the right kind of vicinity, but it was just the... Correct. I, it, was, it was definitely going in the right direction, in which I, I still regret doing this. I left that course, and I thought, well, what's going to be something that's similar to that and is less intimidating for me? And I thought, well, marketing advertising. And I, the reason I gravitated towards advertising was that there's, there's restraints and boundaries with that. Mm-hmm. Whereas with filmmaking, I guess, there was you could do anything and, and um, everyone was doing that. And I, I don't know, at that point, I was like, oh, they've got such great ideas and I didn't believe in my own. Okay. So, so I dropped out. It was, you felt like you were competing creatively with people. Correct. Yeah. So I dropped out and pursued marketing advertising and then I had only gone so far when I realized that that was a, a mistake and, and it just everything in my life always comes back to filmmaking and films and 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 that passion that I have that yeah, has never right. gone has never gone so eventually I came back to it and um, I'm, I'm an independent filmmaker which means I guess that I don't belong to a production company or anything like that I make what I want um, and I service myself and the audience obviously I'm making it for, for people I hope that will enjoy. Um, the stuff that I do 
And I started off with short films. Uh, still now I make short films, but I've kind of had a, a, a weird genesis in, in the films that I do make in that I started off with, with comedies. Um, I had a guy that I used to make films with and he had that influence. He was very kind of kooky and quirky and we would make these quirky films. Oh, wow. Did you write them to you? Yeah, I wrote them, directed them, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And there, there was no monetizing them. It was just kind of like, just it was a, it was a passion, yeah. as it always was. And then that filmmaking partner kind of fizzled away. Uh, there was a level of complexity and difficulty, obviously, with filmmaking. So, and then I found myself, I guess, mostly on my own, deciding what to do. And, and then I gravitated towards documentaries. Okay. Short documentaries. All right. And what kind of was pushing you in that direction? Uh, to be honest, so exactly the, what pushed me was my relationship with the, my girlfriend at the time. Uh, she was uh, trying to become a professional bodybuilder. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then she, she was coming up to, I guess, um, the, Australia's biggest bodybuilding competition, and it was the first Arnold Classic in Australia. She wanted to turn professional at that event. So I thought, I, she had done bodybuilding in the past, and that strained our relationship. And I thought, well, why don't I make a documentary on her, so then that way I can bring we'll both bring our passions together. together. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't work, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> After I finished filming, a couple of months had passed, and then we broke up anyway. So. Okay, but you stuck with the documentary. Correct, that was the seed of the documentary path. And then, um, and then I guess, I started realising how to get funding for these films. So the next concept was um, called War Mothers, and it's based, uh, and it's something I've been continuing to this point, and it's going to take me to the next project. Um, it's about how mothers are affected by war, specifically in Ukraine, because I have that background. Okay. Um, so so you're, I, you're Ukrainian? I, I have Ukrainian heritage. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. I was born here, but you know, my, all my grandparents were Ukrainian. Interesting. Yeah. So I had come across a story on Facebook once about a particular mother. Um, her son had passed away, so um, in his honour, she um, quit her job and joined the army to serve alongside those who were serving alongside her, her son. Yeah. yeah, and I thought I'd never heard about stories like that, about mothers specifically. In wartime, you hear about the, the fighting and the soldiers and, and, and essentially the, those kind of areas, but the people that are left behind, I'd never really heard much about. Yeah. And so that started my next project, which was War Mothers. Um, so I um, was working in marketing at the time, and I left and went over to Ukraine and met with some mothers and kind of found the stories that I needed to. And then the, the, the funding was, was the next question mark. It's like, I've never kind of raised funds before, so how do I do this? And in, with this particular angle, what I was doing was approaching, uh, I did crowdfunding for the first time. And okay, and how did that work out? That was successful, thankfully. Yes. Yeah, I set the bar reasonably low. Uh, it was around six and a half grand was the target. Okay. And I had achieved that. I received. So how did you get kind of publicity around that? How did you get people to crowdfund? Yeah, so online. So basically just, just heavy on social, doing videos of myself, just saying, you know, we've achieved this much, giving out thanks to everyone that did provide some funds, mm -hmm. uh, mostly like that. Um, okay. Yeah, online. Um, there was that. There was funding from the Ukrainian community organisations in Australia who obviously wanted to support someone from here 
to create a story, a Ukrainian story, but then bring it back, produce it here, yeah. um, to service not only, I guess, the wider community and outside of Australia, but here as well. Um, so I had received funding to allow me to go off for a few months to work independently, as I always have, uh, hire the crew over there and, and, and cover everything, wow. accommodation, all that kind of stuff, to, to make it. Um, so that, that must have been really interesting, but was it enjoyable? Was it quite harrowing? How was it? That experience of making that film was incredibly emotional yeah. because essentially it was my role to, to go to, from mother to mother and ask them what happened and how the war had affected them. More often than not, it was to do with their sons or daughters, yeah. um, but some of them actually became soldiers themselves. So wow. yeah, okay. it, was, it, was, it was a tough couple of months, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, and this is ongoing, so will you be going back? So I, I've been back uh, three times in total um, over the past couple of years. Each time was to was for the project. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had developed the first one, and the intention not only was it to, to help the mothers and kind of give them a voice, which was, as, a, as a, someone with Ukrainian heritage, was very important for me. Mm-hmm. There was another goal in terms of filmmaking in that I wanted it to be a festival piece, something yeah. that can be submitted into you know, all these wonderful festivals and then would have that audience as well. And unfortunately, it didn't go that well. It took, it took over a year for us to actually get into a festival at all, okay. um, which... In that became a, a lesson, a learning lesson. In and what's the process in getting into a, a film festival? All the festivals yeah. was just you submit. Um, basically, they have submission channels uh, and anyone can use them. And you send the Vimeo link or a YouTube link and you pay the submission fee and mm-hmm. they'll watch it and say yes or no. And you hope for the best. Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we did that and unfortunately the festivals didn't um, pick that up. We have to admit that um, actually the, the general feedback that we get from any kind of audience was, was very positive. They were very moved by the piece, uh, which was the goal, as I had said. Um, so I was happy with that. There was yeah. that satisfaction. And so um, throughout that process, throughout coming back, editing and, and going through the, the festival submissions, we came across another story that uh, I guess influenced me to go back to find more funding from Ukrainian organisations and to get private sources from um, just my general network. Okay. Yeah. Um, to go back and to document one more film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we thought, it's an amazing story that needs to be told um, about a young mother. Um, and it's, she's just incredible. I, I don't have enough time to actually go through her story. <laughs> but she, she started her own paramedic battalion when she was only 18 or 19, 19 years old. Had, had a, a quite a traumatic accident and had to face... A question within that accident to decide whether she will live or die. Wow. Yes. You're making um, us all want to watch this. <laughs> well, actually. What's the title? War Mother's, Mother's Unbreakable. War Mother's Unbreakable. Yeah. Look it up. And it's a short as well. Yeah, it is a short. Yeah. But the, 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 the great thing in that is that not only were we um, self satisfied in, in kind of creating something that we thought was uh, respectful to the, to the um, subject and to, to the situation and to our audience. But then finally, we got we got acceptances from festivals, oh. um, and we got we had the world premiere. It was only like well, two months ago or something at the Tribeca Film Festival in New York. Wow! And we learned at that festival there was over five thousand one hundred short films that were submitted, and only sixty three were were accepted. And ours was actually one of them. Yeah. That's incredible! Congratulations! Yeah. So, yeah, so we had a bit of a, an experience in that our first film 
in terms of the festivals, we didn't get accepted into. We got accepted and actually won it. Um, we were awarded the Grand Jury Prize at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival, which we were happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, by and large, the festivals that we were um, also submitted to said no. So we went from that situation to then going to um, one of the world's biggest festivals. Wow. Yeah. So we, we, we kind of we had this 180 and we thought, oh, um, what now? <laughs> and so now we've kind of, we were speaking with people at that festival and realised the potential to kind of develop this even further. That, that second documentary into a feature, not a documentary, but a um, scripted feature with actors, etc. Yeah. So now we're working with producers that we had met at Tribeca, um, but also going through, I guess, more bigger funding bodies here in Australia. We're going to be approaching them, but also in Europe as well, mm-hmm. um, to use the success that we had in these festivals, um, to and plus the amazing story that she had, to get the funding to kind of take it further. Wow. But what I've learned in, in filmmaking is that like everyone has a different route in making it work. Yeah. Essentially, because so this is what's worked for you, and it's been it's really interesting listening to you because it's been a real progression for you. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, because uh, what I've if people you can go to film school and then going back to that one year that I had it at film school, um, uh, they teach you all the practicalities and the technicalities of like writing a script and the, and you know narrative and plot and character and then camera work and how to record with sound all that kind of stuff yeah. but there's very little to teach you about how to fund a film yeah and which it, is surely one of the most important things it's, it's bizarre I don't get it I, it's, and I think uh, whether people aren't sharing the knowledge I'm not sure but everyone seems to have their own way of doing it yeah and is that something do you, do you think doing the marketing advertising side of things helped you in terms of being aware of how to get funding for things did I, that help i think so yeah because because working in that that field as well uh one of my old bosses kind of says that he, he said something that stayed with me was it was that um sales skills are translatable to anything in life yeah, absolutely. in that like you know it's all another way of talking about it is that you know it's not what you know it's who you know yeah and how do you get to know all these people it's through Personability. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um, kind of finding the right people and um, saying the right things and working on the right project for for X or Y. It's it can be a bit of a mental minefield, but it it all comes down to to the fact that I just love doing this, and it at first it doesn't. There's a million reasons not to make a project, Um, and you can easily say no. But when you do say yes and, 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 and follow that yes as far as it goes, it's the most rewarding thing that you can ever do. And I think it comes down to this podcast that you do as well. I'm sure everyone follows that, that why and that you know, yes. Is, that, yeah, that I keep going, keep going. Don't let everything that could go wrong hold you back. Yeah, be yeah. Optimistic. Because obviously with anything, like, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's always that reason to hold you back. And it's a matter of pushing through that kind of find ways to, to actually get what you want. And then once you've got that, then, you know, it's the best thing ever. So. That's great. So <laughs> yeah. kind of staying in that same vein, that's kind of a really great piece of advice for people in general in life. Yeah. But specifically to filmmaking. If there's people that have the same passion as you growing up, they've always loved films and thought about getting into filmmaking. So really, you know, first step starting out, have you got any kind of key tips that you would... I, I always think I would love to get more tips because <laughs> I think everyone has 
through their own life experience, their own tips. But through my life experience, it is that it's there's so many ways for for something to to not work, but um, not listening to that and sticking to something. Like um, I guess no one we we've received I've received uh, I guess a small amount of uh, government funding, okay. and that only came from going to Tribeca. They 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 gave us marketing support, official marketing support, and kind of allowing us to get over there and funding that. Um, but in the past, it's I've, I've I've always had these rejections from from funding applications from the government bodies. I got them from other routes, uh, which eventually was was how I had to make my projects work and how I funded myself to do all this and that. Um, but I have received a lot of rejections, and I feel like filmmaking is a lot. It can be overwhelming sometimes, but artists in general, I think, it wouldn't even be just, just filmmaking. Artists kind of have to just be resilient. Yeah. Um, and I think that resilience is important, um, that you have to believe in what you're doing, and it actually will get made, no matter what. If you believe in something strongly enough, it's going to get made. And that, that's the magical part, I think. It's like, oh, so you want something to happen, that, that, that will happen. Like, you'll see, so you, it'll be hard, and there'll be, you know... Um, Things in the way, but it doesn't matter. It's going to happen, mm-hmm. and that's the amazing part for me. That when I was a kid, I was watching these films, and I'm like, "Oh, that's what I want to do," and I and I am doing it. I'm, I'm kind yeah. of being true. You're to living my, your dream. Well, yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it doesn't feel like that, but it's, it's like, yeah, it, 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 I'm I'm doing what I want, and I'm I'm sticking to that that passion, no matter what it takes, and I'm very thankful for it. That's great. Yeah. Very good. And have you found, so you obviously don't work in a silo, you don't work alone. Have you found making partnerships with people something helpful along the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Filmmaking is very much a teamwork and you're only as good as your team. Mm -hmm. So it's who you collaborate with that will get you the results that you want. And then you you kind of can learn by attrition who uh, is best to work with and who isn't. but I, I think I've been fortunate enough to kind of have worked with great collaborators that have not only um, helped me achieve my results, but have taught me so much yes. just, uh, just in terms of how to do something or what you can achieve. Because, yeah, I like to, I guess, try and work with people who are better than me. Because um, mm-hmm. then that yeah. yeah, exactly. You work, you work towards where, where they are now, um, but you're kind of working on the same project as well. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of love it, especially kind of working in, in media as well, as, as well as filmmaking. Um, they're all people facing, they're all kind of to do with, with teamwork and, and getting on the phone and speaking to people and asking people anything. Um, it's, it's kind of got that, that connection. I, I don't know, I gravitate towards that a lot. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, lots to do with confidence and building a network and, and using that network to the best of your ability as yeah, well. Yeah. So finally, yes. it's been a very exciting time for you recently with the film festivals and you've got the new project coming up or the, the next stage of this project. Long term, what, what do you see happening? You just want to keep growing or do you have a plan? No, keep growing. So uh, my rule in filmmaking is the next project has to be a challenge. Uh, which has been great. I kind of leapfrogged that a fair bit from doing the documentary on my girlfriend to going into a war zone and doing a documentary on mothers, which yeah, definitely wow. was a challenge in <laughs> itself. Um, 
but that's I, I want everything to do uh, to be a bigger challenge. So I've done the short documentaries now. The, 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 what's bigger challenge for me is to do a feature film. Yeah. So that's that's um, a huge step up. Correct. Yeah, and so maybe the parameters of this feature will be to make X amount of or to obtain X amount of funding. And then, so then uh, thereafter, I, I would ideally would like to be working on features. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next feature then would have a bigger budget or more funding and uh, to grow in that way and perhaps have a more artistic challenge in whatever way it is. But yeah, that's for me, the important thing is to challenge myself every single time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's a great way to finish. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So many good messages there. So, so interesting what you're doing. And best of luck with the feature. Thank you. Um, and I can't wait to watch your movies in the future as well. Awesome, really. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so yeah. much for talking to me today. Thanks, so. Thanks for listening. And if you love what you do and want to be on a future episode of Never Work A Day, then you can contact me on sarah at nwadtalks.com. That's sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at nwadtalks.com. You can also follow our Instagram account at nwadtalks. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.